0: Now this one, uh, you may actually like to watch on the YouTube channel, which I'll put in the link to the podcast as well, because I've got some visuals to go with this, which I'll try and verbally explain as best as I can. Um, but if you do want to see what I'm talking about as well, then you can hop on over to, to my YouTube channel and, um, and check it out so you can see it too. Um, but what I wanted to talk about, the, um, the concept of debt has come up a little bit lately, and I was actually interviewed on um, the Life Admin Hacks uh, podcast this week as well, which will come out um, in um, I think a couple of months, which we're talking about debt in particular. But one of the things that came out also in um, the masterclass that I run for the Enriched Life Club this week was in relation to how to pay off debt and invest at the same time and in preparing for that i came to the conclusion that there's actually really really good information that we don't tend to look at in terms of just the value of how to pay off a mortgage faster and how to pay off other debts at the same time as doing that i won't go into the investing side today because that tends to it, it can get a bit overwhelming but i did want to help remind you if you don't already know about some of the ways that you can actually bring down your non-mortgage debt but then also how to pay off your mortgage debt a lot faster and there's some really there's a really really simple one that actually takes years off your mortgage and thousands of dollars as well So firstly and I, I realize this isn't always a, a happy topic but um we do live in a world where we incur debts um it's it's no longer possible to save for everything because so many things are needed all at once and we don't always have the financial resources to do that. And especially with the way inflation has been going, that also compounds it too. So um, it is especially in a business scenario, it is realistic that there'll be there'll be debt perhaps in the business, but then also in personal um, life as well. Now, in terms of, Good debt and bad debt. There's like the, 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 what you consider, if you could call debt good, the ones where you borrowed, like either to pay for a house or to an investment property or for investing in a way where you're going to get some sort of an income in return. That's sort of what you could consider good debt to be. Bad debt, which sounds terrible, (laughs) the terminology that's used is in relation to things like, um, well, anything you use a credit card for generally. So things like, or in personal debt, like buying a car, um, anything that you sort of put on credit and can't pay off at the end of every month. Um, it could be any number of things. And and we all can get into that situation. I know I certainly have. Um, I had to learn the hard way. You know, when you, you start to you know, earn a bit of money as a grown up, and you're like, oh, this is nice. I haven't had money before. Um, I'd been really good at at, at living with very small amounts of money when I was working part time and studying, but then once you start to work full time, you get a bit more money. You're like, oh wow, this is lovely, and before you know it, you have credit card debt. Uh, well, at least I did, and so I had to go through the the consolidate debt kind of process. And um, yeah, and I, I I actually looking back on it now, I did the whole kind of thing, which you know, I, I took all the debt, put it under one of those interest free um, credit cards, got rid of. It, every other car that I had. And then I smashed that thing in the six months that I had to pay it off at zero interest. And that was it. I was like, lesson learned. That's not to say I haven't uh, maxed out credit cards since, but um, I generally try and pay them off in the same month and have savings to, to cover it. But we all get in that situation. You know, life happens. It's just part and parcel of how things go. Timing and money don't always match up together when you need it. And um, so in terms of having multiple sources of debt and feeling weighed down by it, because debt itself can feel quite heavy and it it makes you feel like you can't do anything else. And one of the things, one of the messages that I like to share is that you you not only that you can, but you have to, you can't just wait until you've paid off all your debt to be able to do other things. However, the focus of today is going to be on how to speed up paying off that debt. And I get that you've got to prioritize where your money goes as well. So in terms of just looking purely at what's considered bad debt, um, have a look at which, like write down a list. And again, I realize that's not always pleasant. Even if it's just on a piece of paper, if you can put it into a spreadsheet, even better, but just write it down and write down the interest rate. So the current balance What you're paying minimum at the moment or what you're paying at the moment on a monthly basis, and then what the interest rate for that that debt is. And then you can start to sort of see the list, and then you can order it by highest interest rate to lowest, and you might be surprised at what the interest rates are doing because even though interest rates on mortgages are going up, on credit cards they're going up too. So, uh, not a pleasant thought, but a reality. So then order it from highest interest rate down and look at smashing that out. I know there's there's a the snowball theory is take your smallest debt, pay that off first, and then move that way. I prefer to work on the percentages, which is the interest rates. So if, you're, if you say, for instance, you have a, a credit card that's got a 25% interest rate, Just pay extra on that. Keep paying off all your other ones as well um, and maybe just do the minimum to start with, but pay off that high interest rate. Get rid of it. If you can't consolidate it into a home loan or if you can't do like zero balance transfer, that's your next step. Um, If you can do those other things, get rid of those cards. Remove the temptation. And try never to get back into that situation again. Really rely on a budget to try and help you stay within the the money that you have available and look at ways to make more money. Um, but then when you make more money, try and make sure that your expenses don't go with it as well. Because that is it's what I call the handbag philosophy. You know, The bigger the handbag, the more stuff that goes in it, the more you have available, the more we tend to spend, generally speaking. But once we're aware of it, we can do something about it. So... have a look at trying to snowball your debts that way and then that will start to free up some money because then what happens is once you don't have to pay that debt anymore you've got that money to free up and use for other things that are also constructive such as paying off your mortgage so if you could see my screen right now I've got um, a, a slide that says the impact of compounding now I have done this I do do this periodically but I did it again recently and I'm always amazed at the impact. So, taking a 500000 hundred thousand dollar loan. So that's might be a lot less than what um that what you might have, or it might be more, whatever it is. I've tried to try to take something that's more or less in the middle middle ground. Um, and just looking at the amount that you pay, not changing, but how often you pay it changing. So, for example, on a five hundred thousand dollar loan at a six percent interest rate, just as just say your 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 monthly repayment, it's thirty five hundred dollars. It's a little bit more, I think, than what your minimum payment is, but let's just say you know, $3,500. If you just halve that, so $1,750, and pay that each fortnight rather than monthly, so you're paying the same amount each month, but instead of paying the full amount, $3,500 on the month, you're paying $1,750 every two weeks. Just making that small change, and if you can make your cash flow, your budget work that way, It will take three years off your loan. So instead of taking 21 years to pay it, it takes 18 and you save $62,714. So almost $63,000 and three years off the loan. Now this already is an increase. So this is, this was a 25 year loan. And I think the original repayment was like $3,300 or something. So by paying an extra $200 a month, it already reduced it down to 21 years. But then by paying fortnightly, it took it down further to 18. Can you imagine slicing seven years off paying your mortgage? You've got seven years of financial almost. Not freedom necessarily, but free freedom from this debt after you've you've paid off your home, and then knowing with comfort that you can never be, you can never lose your home. You've got you've got that under your belt, and you've got a family home that you can pass on to your kids as well. So it's really really wonderful to be able to do that. But this small change, which is literally just paying fortnightly instead of monthly. Makes such a big difference. So it's really important to to see if you can figure out a way to make your budget work that you can pay fortnightly instead of monthly. It makes a really big difference. It's not often publicised because let's face it, the financial institutions benefit from you paying monthly, <laughs> sixty three thousand dollars more in their pocket, which is better in yours and your family's pocket. So then the other thing, once you've once you've started to snowball those those um, high interest credit cards and debt. And then look at smashing your home loan as well, as much as you possibly can, especially with interest rates the way they are, though I'm hearing they're going to start to go down, but we'll see what happens the next time um, the Reserve Bank meets, um, is to look at your retirement number. So this applies... To everyone. Doesn't matter what country you're in, if you have a retirement fund, like superannuation fund, fantastic. Uh, even if you don't, it's important to know what you're working towards. So this is something I find, you know, we, we so focus on, you know, the, the present day, the debt, and we we try and we want to focus on the future. And we've got this this worry and concern about what retirement's going to be like but we don't actually know how far off we are from the number because we don't know what the number is and we don't really get told anywhere what it is. So um, I will put this, the link in the show notes. I found a, a really good calculator actually that helps with this. I've got it on the screen as well, and I'll put that in the in the notes inside, um, inside the YouTube video as well. But it helps you take into consideration your age, your your needs and wants and things that you want to actually do and what kind of lifestyle you want in retirement it's important to think about that because if you are happy to just kind of you know buy a nice little place by the beach and just chill there and you know, maybe go camping every now and then and go visit the grandkids once in a while and that's it then that's fine but if you want to go on like a big european holiday or you know do some walking treks in Italy or, you know, go through South America or do maybe some traveling that you really wanted to do through your life and you haven't done yet, then obviously you need a different amount of money to do that kind of thing because those things can add up. Especially when you're older, you want to, you know, a bit more comfort. <laughs> it's uh, backpacking in your in your 70s might not necessarily be what you had in mind, or maybe it is. So again, it's up to you and what uh, what you want, but it's important to know. Um, And once you do, so there's a a couple of criteria to that. There's one is looking at the age you are right now, the age you want to retire at. Um, There's a lot of stereotyping around, you know, we retire at the age of 65. But then when you look at um, lifespan statistics now, um, men are around like the 83, 84 years old mark, and women are closer to 87, 88. So do you really want more than 20 years of retirement? Maybe you do, but it's important to think about that at least. So the age that you want to be when you retire or even semi-retire, we don't all have to like just turn the tap off straight away, especially if we're in a business that we love, we might want to keep it going for a bit longer and maybe just part-time. And then how much you think you will need uh, in your retirement. And this comes down to your lifestyle that I spoke about before. And then have a look at how much you've got in your retirement fund right now. Um, And then you can start to see how much you are contributing each year so you can get a bit of a trajectory. There are other calculators out there. I know in Australia the Money Smart website has some really good calculators to help you foretell based on what your balance is now and what you are putting in each month, what your balance is likely to be at a certain age so you can get a feel for where you're headed right now and then you can compare it to where you want to be and see what the gap is so that you can make a decision now about how much you may need to top up your monthly um, contributions. You might not need to, and that's good news, because, but you wouldn't know that. You might be having this worry around, oh, I need to to be putting more into super. I'm not doing it. when in fact you don't actually need to because you've run your numbers and now you know. And you only really have to do this once. Uh, you know, you could do it every couple of years if you want, if there's been lifestyle changes or big life changes or, you, you you know, something has changed in your world and you want to be able to recalculate. But generally speaking, once you know what you've got now, the trajectory you're headed towards and where you want to end up, you just need to figure out how to make them match and then at least you know where you're headed. Um, and then, yeah, the calculators will take into account what your investment returns um, are likely to be and any fees. So it's important to know what your um, super fund's fees are and uh, because they do vary. There are a lot of comparison websites out there now that will help you with that. But keep in mind that when they're comparing, they're not just comparing the super fund or the retirement fund, they're comparing the product's within the fund. And most funds have multiple products and each product will have different fee structures. So it's that level down that we need to also be aware of of what the fees actually are, because it's not like it's one fund and one set of fees. They will have options because there's so much variety out there, which does tend to make it a little more confusing. (laughs) So that's that's more or less what I really wanted to cover. Um, I'm just going to Remove the the we. Have. so it's it's really comes down to again, awareness, clarity, a um, bit of knowledge and a little bit of research or a little bit of calculation to help you clarify where it is that you're actually going and what it is that you want to do. Now this is what this is what I do. Um, so if you find some of this quite daunting, I am actually offering in March what I'm calling the March Money Makeover Month, um, a one-off single um coaching session or consulting session for an hour. And I normally run these as a package where there's multiple because there's lots of things you need to work on. But sometimes it might just be really short and sharp. You need to focus on one thing in particular, whether it's your retirement planning or looking at how to connect your business and your personal finances better, how to, um, you know, review what you're currently doing, questions you might need to be able to ask your accountant, structuring, mindset, all of that. And we're going to be able to do that in an hour. Obviously, there's. pick one thing that's the most important, Um, but instead of having to pay for a program, all you have to pay is $220, including GST, for the month of March. So what I really want to do is help catapult you towards the end of this financial year and then help prepare you for the next one so that you're set up and that you can automate a lot of this stuff too. Once you know it and I can walk you through how to do it, we can do it together. And once you have the information, you can then set things in motion to automate a lot of this. Sometimes it's literally just, you just need to sit down, have some targeted time. And that's what this is about too, is making, giving you the space and time to take that. And I will help walk you through what you need to do so that you can get going. So if you find this valuable as well, please feel free to share. Um, but, yeah, I really – I just – I see so much at the moment. There's just heavy feet. Nobody – people don't know what to do. It's just – business isn't operating the the way it is it used to it's you know things feel a little bit harder things are more expensive uh, and we just need to try and get things going again so that you know the money can flow um, and that we can all support one another through this time and be able to to come out the other end of it perhaps a little more wiser and set up a little better so that we can weather any kind of storm beyond that as well so with that I will leave you to enjoy the rest of your day.